in the final days of Advent, before we turn our attention to Christmas joy, the church has long had a practice of using the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, as its reflection in these final days of Advent. We join with that practice as we begin our devotional time today. On December 22nd, we read together the 22nd chapter of the Gospel of Luke, and hear now our focus passage, verses 14 to 23. When the hour came, he took his place at the table, and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup. And after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another, which one of them could be who would do this? When you look at the story of Scripture, you can't help but note that food features prominently in the story. At the beginning, there was food for us to eat. Food loomed large on that first sin that kicked off all this trouble in the first place. Then again, at the end, there is food. Time and again, the image of God's kingdom reigning in eternity is pictured as a grand banquet. 
sometimes even a wild party complete with free-flowing wines and fatty marrow-filled foods. And in between there is food. It's seen as something for basic nourishment, for hospitality, for celebration, for the miraculous, even as an occasion for teaching. Sarah and Abraham welcomed visitors with food. God kept the widow and Elijah alive with food. Even Jesus' first miracle involved beverage, wine at a party. So enamored with eating and drinking was Jesus that his critics claimed he was both a glutton and a drunkard. So it should come as no surprise that on the last night before Jesus was betrayed, as he is gathered with his closest companions during his life, that he would do it in the context of a meal. This isn't just any meal. This is the meal, the Passover meal, that has been observed and passed down from one generation to the next. It's a powerful ritualistic meal that calls to mind the great activity of the Lord, working to bring salvation about for all God's people. Jesus and his disciples gather for this meal. Only Jesus takes what has been handed down and reinterprets it for his people. Take and eat. This is my body for you. Take and drink. This is my blood for you. Do this as often as you think of me. It's interesting. Many churches have a tendency to minimize the frequency with which we take communion. It won't be special if we do it all the time, people say. And yet I can't help but think of Jesus' words. Do this as often as you think of me. Are we only to think of Jesus at Christmas and Easter? Four times a year? Once a month? That just lands odd for me. When we think about eating, chances are we eat every day. If we skip a meal or two, your stomach will grumble. Literally, your body will yearn for food and will remind you of that fact. Your stomach will make noise, your focus will shift, and sooner or later, you'll lose out and get something to eat. I think this is why food features so heavily in the biblical story and why Jesus uses it here. Given enough time away from food, your body will yearn to eat and won't let you forget it. Given enough time away from food, you'll wither and die. So it is with our faith life. Given enough time from God, our souls will yearn for God. We may have a hard time putting our finger on it, but that deep sense of longing in your soul is a desire for God. Given enough time away from God, you very well may wither and die. God takes these two needs one a physical reality, the other a spiritual one, and so connects them in a way that they cannot be separated. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Not look and see, not feel and see, not smell and see, taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. When you eat, all of life is wrapped up in it. Nourishment, celebration, sadness, welcome. Truly every encounter in life is wrapped up in our practice of eating. So too Jesus connects everything to our eating. Life and death, forgiveness and hope, community and salvation. When you eat today, think of how God provides for you. The 
food you eat, the forgiveness you feel, the love you share, the hope you give, all is a gift of God given freely to you, something we experience in food. So today, when your stomach growls and your body yearns for food, may you also remember that your souls yearn for God. And may you remember that God has so connected the spiritual and the physical in one special place, the table, the meal of communion, that Jesus sets for you each week as a meal of mercy and life in the midst of our journey. Amen.